The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. From Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank you all for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you have joined us. As usual, we're going to have a wonderful program. I've got a great guest who's got lots uh, to share with us, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. So I do want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank you for participating. Be uh, sure to know that you can uh, call in a question or email in a question during the program if you'd like to or a comment. We'd be glad to hear from you. Also, thank you for visiting our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page, and thanks for liking us. appreciate that. We've got lots of new likes on there. And, um, you know, visit the page and see what we've got going on there um, on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page. And I want to thank you also for letting your friends and the people that you know in your recovery community, your unity community, and your other communities uh, know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. I love hearing from you. I love getting your emails and uh, hearing your comments and questions and uh, hearing about what's going on for you in your world. So thank you so much for getting in touch. Know that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery, of course, live. You can listen through your computer, through um, your mobile devices, and you can listen to archives on demand. So we've got lots of um, archives now, several years' worth, and we've got lots of good programs that you can listen to at your own convenience. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community. We always have guests who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable and innovative, people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. They're people that are bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. And I know that uh, what we're doing here is touching your hearts and opening your minds and and uh, really opening up some big vistas in the whole concept of recovery. And that's and I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for all of the people truly that the presence of God, that one presence and one power, brings to my attention um, to be guests here. It's it's just a real joy. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, that recovery is a large tent, and so if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, or if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member or not, that you uh, simply have somebody in your circle of acquaintance that's got that disease of addiction, um, and whether or not you are they are recovering or, or whether you're just a person that's curious about recovery, interested, wants some more information, you are welcome here. I'm very glad that you're listening, and I'm happy to have you participate with a question or a comment. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister. I'm also an addictions counselor, and I'm a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction and uh Many years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. Uh, It really introduced me into the the unity teachings and the unity consciousness um, as uh, through Unity School of Christianity, and it got me going and uh, really 
opened up some important uh, spaces in my life, in my mind, and in my heart, and in my soul. So my walk is a continuing integration of unity and recovery principles, and that keeps transforming my life and keeps me growing in deeper ways. So I am very grateful, very delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what's happening in your life and your recovery here through the spirit of recovery. So today, our topic is finding your voice, recovering your authentic self. You know, I think most of us uh, that are interested in spiritual growth and that are interested in recovery uh, have, have a question on our minds a lot. I know I do, and that is how do I express my wholeness? How do I express it with power and authenticity? And, and uh, in, in a very specific sense and also in a very large sense, the answer to that is by finding our own true voice. And, you know, addiction affects everybody around it, affects the people that have it, affects the people that are living around it. And uh, one of the big ways that addiction affects people is by silencing that voice and stifling self-expression. So a big part of recovery, a big part of spirituality is indeed finding that true voice. And my guest today is somebody that has done that and continues uh, to broaden that uh, both personally and uh, professionally and uh, in all of the ways that he is, facilitates and supports that, finding that voice in other people. My guest today is Scott Farrell, and uh, Scott is the founder of Harmo- Harmonic Oasis. And you can find that at www.harmonicoasis.com, and it is spelled correctly, those words how they would be spelled, harmonic oasis, and he is a person, He's Scott is a fascinating person, and I've had the privilege of knowing him for many years, and you're going to hear about uh, all of uh, the many ways that he has found his voice over the years, and as I said, continues to work with that with himself and other people, but Scott's career has spanned uh, a, a wide range of voice expression, He has been the music director and the featured singer for the largest producer of staged review shows in the world and has traveled the world on cruise ships and uh, really just been right there in the heart of that wonderful entertainment world. So he's uh, uh, lived in that world. He has also spanned to being a New Thought Music Ministry director, to being a master voice coach, to now with Harmonic Oasis, to being an energy voice and sound healing practitioner. And so Scott really uh, is someone that in a very special and unique way um, finds his voice and supports other people in that very important endeavor. So Scott, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here and glad to be sharing this time with you and your listeners. Thank you. I'm, I'm really glad you're here. So, Scott, uh, give us a little background about how you came to understand why the voice or how the voice is so important. Well, I, myself, I grew up in, a, in an addictive household. My, both of my parents suffered with the disease of alcoholism. And um, growing up in that kind of a family, you, you don't really, or most of us don't really understand anything different. So we just sort of assume that this is how life is and and the chaos that can occur is normal. And so when I was a young adolescent, um, I, I, I just didn't know what quite was going on or what was wrong, but I knew that one of the ways that I felt peace and comfort myself was um, when I would go and sit down at the piano and play and sing a little bit. And uh, the piano was sort of out of the family room area was in the living room. And so it became my little sanctuary where I would go in and sing. And I would notice that I would change, my moods would change, my my feeling about myself would feel different when I was singing. And it was sort of a respite and a way to get away from the unpredictability and kind of craziness that was going on in the other part of the house. So, um, and then when I um, got into high school, I decided that I wanted to get involved with choir and musical theaters, there were productions that were going on. And it was at that point that I really, really started 
doing what I call finding my finding myself and finding my voice, not just in the sense of uh, being able to sing and share that with people, but finding a way that I connected with myself at a deeper energetic level in looking back on it. I'm not sure I identified it that way at the time, but looking back on it, I think that's what happened. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I know, so tell us a little bit, and and as the, in our program today, I know you're going to tell us a lot more details about the energy and the voice and how that all works together. But just at that, this level that we're talking right now about how, when you looked back and as you said, in your uh, early adulthood and so forth, when you were singing, really as an entertainer, how, Mm -hmm. what was it about that that connected you with yourself? How does that, how does that work? How do you think, even at that point where you probably, I'm making an assumption here, weren't aware of much about anything psychologically, because most of us aren't at that point. Um, But, um, so how, how does, how did it help you be you? I guess that's what I'm asking. Well, up until the time I actually started, um, performing in the choirs in high school and stuff. I was a painfully shy adolescent, just just um, didn't trust anything I said, didn't feel connected with my personhood, felt mm-hmm. kind of, you know, my, uh, my father particularly wasn't very supportive. Um, I was, you know, it was that fairly typical thing, I think, where, you know, the, I wasn't... Uh, supported very strongly for any of my choices. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't really trust my own voice in my own world. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I started singing uh, at the same time, there was some part of myself that started to awaken and, and I found myself standing up for myself a little bit more, even in the family. I found myself, uh, speaking into my world and, and sharing myself with people in another way that I hadn't, hadn't up until that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then as that continued to go on and I, you know, was fairly successful at what I was doing and performed in New York and traveled all around the world singing and performing, there was a whole part of me that just, just I, I loved doing it and I also felt really authentic doing it. And, and, uh, and I think the development of my interest in in the voice in general and how it can be an expression of of who we are as people and the the metaphor of finding your voice and finding your voice started to occur to me during the middle of all that period. It was like you know, I started teaching fairly young and found that people were making changes when they would start taking voice lessons they would you know, they'd come in thinking they wanted to learn to sing, but but other things were happening in their lives at the same time, and they people started sharing that they thought it was a result of this work they were doing with their voices. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to something you said uh, a moment ago, which I, I think is wonderful. You said that as you were performing um, in these uh, venues that you felt connected to yourself, and that's wonderful. Some people, I have heard, anyway, and performers feel somewhat disconnected from themselves. Okay, I've put on this performance, but who I am is really different than that. How was that different for you? You said it really expressed you. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that at some point, myself as a singer and a, someone who uses their voice as a major part of who I am, um, just sort of melded. And and um, and I and I found the I found the different points in my life when I wasn't as connected with myself, and we all we, I think we all go through periods of time like that when it's and I'm not feeling very authentic, and I'm not feeling great about how my life is going. But at the same time, I those are times when I'm not really connecting with myself and my voice very completely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so was, they, they, they linked somehow. That's the only way I can say. And uh, when I'm feeling really connected myself and feeling really connected with spirit and feeling the, the, the spirit of God moving through me, those periods of time and 
I love it when they last for a long time. <laughs> um, that they that I feel very connected with my singing voice too. So there's there's uh, there's a connection that's really hard for me to, to separate them and say that one thing is different than the other for me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And and as a person myself who've had the joy of, of hearing you sing many times in a, a ministry setting, you are it. When you sing, you it is exactly what you're describing there is that it, you embody uh, spirit. It's so clear that uh, you are one with the music and one with the, the spirit of life. And it's wonderful. And it really, it touches, it's moving. It's not, it's not just sort of watching somebody um, entertain. It's, it's a whole different experience. It's very, very touching, very moving. Well, yeah. And I, Thank you very much for that. I, I think that that what happens, and I, you know, I I, I say I, I believe I know when that's happening, and I believe it's, uh, you know, and, and I don't really feel it so much about me as me really being a channel for that energy coming through, and that's, you know, the side effect of that is that I I get to have a really good time and enjoy what I'm doing, but the profound gift that I feel like comes through me. Is um, is what I dedicate myself to, and when I'm in that flow, uh, I really feel like uh, that that I am being authentic. I feel like I am making a contribution, and I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel after I'm finished singing in that kind of a situation, I feel very uh, empowered. I feel um, energized. I feel all the positive things that go along with, with, you know, those times when we all feel like we've really expressed ourselves clearly and, and from a place of spirit. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, you know, you said too a moment ago that when you started teaching early on, I'm assuming when you were participating, when you were um, in the reviews and, uh, and traveling around the world, you were already teaching then, teaching yes. people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said, and you notice that even um, that even at that early stage, um, I'm, I'm assuming again in, in your own development of, of your sense of self and so forth, that you notice that people were really being changed by the lessons and more than just by improving their singing skills. So what were some more of the things that they were saying or that you were noticing that, that was sort of surprising to you about what was happening for people? Well, one of the things I found was is that when – I made the when I stopped thinking that the voice lessons were about me teaching somebody a skill, you know, and that was all they were about. When I started really realizing that what I was doing was uncovering a voice that had been habituated into some sort of you know belief system about how you know what it meant to sing and how to sing correctly. That as I started stripping things away, that what was starting to come out was this. Uh, people started connecting with their deeper selves more completely. And, and, um, and I could feel it happening. I started to really be able to sense it happening during the middle of lessons. And sometimes there'd be tears. And I remember when it first happened the first couple of times, I, I thought, what am I doing wrong? Why are people crying? Mm-hmm. And it, it would not be, seem to be associated with anything that was going on particularly, but they, you know, people would just cry. And, and I thought, well, that's really strange. And I, you know, and I, and then finally, it got to a place where I really realized that that was because there was there were shifts going on. Something was happening inside people as they were touching and taking away the stuff on the outside and getting down to that core voice, that core sense of self-expression. Thank you. Know, you. Nothing, Hold on. Yeah. Hang on to that. We'll be. It's time for our break. Okay. Thank you. My guest is Scott Farrell. Our topic is finding your voice, recovering your authentic self. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support.
You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today. And I uh, want to remind you that September is Recovery Month. So you can go on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page and you can find a link, link there to uh, Recovery Month activities, maybe some in your own area. So be sure to do that because September is Recovery Month because people do recover from addiction, both those that have the primary substance or behavioral addictions as well as the family and friends who are in their own recovery um, as family and members and friends. So recovery happens. Recovery works. So celebrate recovery here in September across this nation and world. So here on Spirit of Recovery today, we are celebrating recovery and spirituality with my guest, Scott Farrell, and our topic is Finding Your Voice, Recovering Your Authentic Self. Scott is the founder of Harmonic Oasis, and he is a person who definitely um, has recovered and does recover and helps other people recover their authentic voice and their authentic self. And we're going to be talking with him uh, lots more today on Spirit of Recovery. Before I get back to my conversation with Scott, I invite you to join me for a brief moment for the Serenity Minute. For a moment of quiet, for a moment of sharing a constructive idea, and relaxing into the silence. So I invite you to take a breath, to relax, and to share with me this constructive idea. I open my soul and let my authentic self express. I open my soul and let my authentic self express for I know that my higher power is with me and within me and I invite you now to relax for a moment in the quiet
thank you, friends, for joining me for the Serenity Minute. And I trust that it was an opportunity for you to relax for just a moment and connect consciously with your higher power. And now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Scott Farrell, and we're talking about finding your voice, recovering your authentic self. So, Scott, before the break, you were telling us about how even early on when you were giving voice lessons, you were seeing real changes in people's lives. And uh, you also uh, shared with us early on in our program today that you grew up in a family that was affected by uh, parental alcoholism. Both your parents had that disease, and as we know, that creates a lot of chaos at home. So how has and how has uh, your work with yourself affected um, your recovery, in a sense, as a family member? And also, I'm sure that uh, you probably have people that are students that have had that experience of growing up with alcoholism or perhaps are in recovery uh, themselves from their own addictions. So tell us about that. Yeah, so in, in my family, um, there was an event that happened when I was quite young. Um, when I was 10, my brother died of cancer, and um, he was eight years old. And we sort of, both my sisters and I have talked about this, that there's before Todd died and after Todd died. Mm-hmm. And um, while both of my parents had the sort of genetic markers and uh, and predilection towards alcoholism, that sort of was the catalyst that started the crazy behavior of alcoholism, but also the the undealt with, the unprocessed grief um, mm-hmm. around the death of my brother. Mm-hmm. So it was a compound thing, which I think it is in most people's family, that it's not just one thing going on. There's a lot of... A lot of layers of things that go on, whether it's abuse or or um, or tragedy that sort of throws a a whole strange kind of a thing into the family mm-hmm. system. So, so I, I sort of found myself isolating myself, not really being able to trust either one of my parents for any kind of uh, emotional support, and uh, and not really knowing any anywhere else to find it. And so I, I, I found myself being curious spiritually and, um, and having a couple of early experiences of a spiritual nature that, that made me realize that, you know, that there was something beyond this that kind of sort of ordinary world. And um, I was led fairly, fairly young um, when I was in my tw- early 20s to a whole sort of spiritual awakening that happened where I was led to one kind of a teacher, one kind of book, as a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. During that process, I also um, got myself involved in, um, in discovering some of the literature around adult children of alcoholics and went to meetings, and, and, um, and my mother got sober at, at, at about that same time. So uh, that was we were able to sort of share this this sense of recovery, you know, in mm-hmm. our own ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and it was both through this spiritual awakening and, and this beginning to come to terms and understanding what had happened to me when I was young, why it was crazy, that I wasn't alone, <laughs> and that, that we share this. There are a lot of us on the planet who are sharing a really common background and a common experience that I think started to open up my heart and my awareness to the, the pain that a lot of people cover and, and, and block, block their real selves from expressing because they're afraid of, um, of exposing themselves, of being hurt, of being, um, of being damaged more. So, um, and, uh, you know, in the process of, of sort of coming to terms with my relationship with my own parents, um, and going through the process of, of um, sort of acceptance, tolerance of them, and then acceptance, and then sort of moving into forgiveness, um, and and then finally compassion, which to me is is the most powerful of all of them. Um, uh, I, I begin to I begin to see things more clearly once I let go of my heavy judgments, which I had some, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was pretty, pretty angry with my father for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
but but something happened when I sort of reached into this other spiritual dimension where I started to started to see that 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 holding on to that resentment was really doing nothing but keeping me in misery and um and keeping me separated from someone who was already going through his own changes and and doing his best to to reestablish a relationship with me on a different level so so my own growth in that way I think sort of opened up my heart and my mind and my sensibility to start seeing that other people were covering up things too that they that they were there was something hidden underneath and I think a lot of us can can identify with that idea so the voice for me has sort of been a a, um, a vehicle for uh, for exploring that in a way that isn't therapy. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has therapeutic benefits, but it isn't actually therapy. What happens is, is just in, in listening to a voice and saying, you know, that that isn't doesn't feel like that's completely authentic. There, let's see what we can strip away that you're doing on top of what's there, whether it's physical um, tensions, whether it's, um, whether it's uh, actual just fear, you know, which is very present with people singing. Um, it's one of the most feared things that people have is the idea of singing in front of other people. It's so intimate. It's so revealing. It's so personal that even the act of singing itself is such an act of bravery, singing in front of another person. And um, and bringing whatever you got to it at that time. So sitting there with a non-judgmental, non, non, um, and no expectations of people when they would come in for lessons, I found that the familiar metaphor of peeling away the layers of the onion is that I found that when I when we took away the habituated thought patterns and the habituated um, muscular responses and the habituated fears, if we found ways of sort of looking at those and dealing with those, that what was left was this kind of a beautiful core, this beautiful translucent being at the core of all this. And I think that what happened with a lot of people is they were, what has happened consistently over the years, and I've been doing this for a lot of years now, <laughs> is that people, as they were peeling away those layers, they felt this deeper connection with themselves and they felt like a, a, a safety in expressing themselves. And through that, that bubbling up of their own authentic personhood, that they, um, that they, they found themselves being able to express themselves more completely in their lives. And for some people that meant changing jobs. For some people, they got out of relationships that weren't serving them. Um, for other people, it was just simply a, a heightened level of joy and connection with their lives. And I've noticed this over and over and over again with people. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's, it's uh, like what I'm hearing when you're saying this is that anything about ourselves that's, that's expressive, whether it's our voice or our appearance or whatever, is, truly is it's, it's us. And so when we address it, when we enter into knowing ourselves from any event, any uh, point of contact with the world, we it it helps us find ourselves. So, what a gift you give, Scott, to work with people on this. Well, it's, it's amazing. A, it's a it's a privilege. I'm always astounded and amazed and <laughs> and uh, delighted that I get this for a living. <laughs> I, I bet it's cool. Yeah. Well, it's, would you and, share- and, and honored, really honored in a lot of ways. You know that. That um, because I, I consider I, I'm, I'm a believer that anyone can sing, and I think that singing is a human birthright, and that our culture is very sick around this, and you know we condone um, like a, a really pretty nasty kind of abuse around people and the use of their voices, where it's perfectly okay to make fun of the way people sing, and um, and the media sort of really supports this and but but even in personal relationships you know you hear people you know telling people to shut up and and you know don't sing and things like that and it's and people laugh about it on one level but there's a deeper part of themselves that isn't laughing at all you know there's right. a, you know there's a there's a part that gets that really 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 wants to express 
that that core intimate intimate expression that 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 singing is, even if it's not you know in any kind of a public manner. There's people who are so judgmental about their own voices that they won't even sing when no one's around. Um, they've been so entrained to believe that they can't sing and and I think to me that just is oh, it just hurts me to hear to hear that. A common thing that I'll hear from people is, you know, when they hear I'm a voice teacher, is I'll hear, oh, you wouldn't want to hear me sing. Mm-hmm. And I'll look them straight in the eye and say, well, actually, I would love to hear you sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. I can't carry a tune. And um, I have a kind of a cute response that came to me not very long ago, actually. And I said, well, maybe it'd be better if you just let the tune carry you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just stopped learning about it. Now and uh, and uh, you know, there's. I, I'm a firm believer that singing is just a lovely gift. But even just making sounds, you know, just even getting in touch with our vocal selves is like so empowering. Um, humming, even if it's just one note or one tone, is really um, just a lovely, lovely, lovely thing to do for our bodies and our minds. I think that making sound is a way that we can massage ourselves from the inside. <laughs> this vibration is going all the way through our whole bodies. But our, our bodies are, are both bone and water mostly, and they're both excellent conductors of sound. So we can actually send this vibration through our entire system, and I believe it actually affects our entire system. I think there's a reason why uh, all indigenous cultures in their healing rituals, there's always chanting involved. There's not a, I've never heard of one that doesn't have some sort of sound making going on. And uh, I don't believe that that's just because people are wanting to sing. I believe because there's a hugely healing nature of the human voice that has a capacity to reach in at a molecular level and at an atomic level and a nerve level and muscular level and all sorts of ways to actually um, stimulate and, and, um, and shift things around. So I think that part of what may have been happening all the way through the singing lessons too is simply the vibration of the sound of the voice um, and people discovering new ways and richer ways to express their voice in more resonant ways that that people um, that that may have been actually just going in stimulating some nerve cells that sent little messages to the brain that said, "Okay, here we go. You're waking some stuff up here, and now it's time to to look at what you're waking up." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what you've already really given us some ideas, but what about what could a person do just? Even if they don't go take a voice lesson or, or if they don't find somebody like you to help them, what can you do at home for yourself? You told us about humming. What else? Humming. Humming just mm-hmm. is, is so powerful. So if you just like, take a moment and center yourself, you can do it in a bathtub. You can do it the first thing you wake up in the morning. Um, you can do it before you meditate. You can do it after you meditate. You can do it during a meditation if you do meditation. I find it's very centering and, and listening to it. So if I were to just start and um, just pick any note at all and just hum like a and then maybe just choose maybe just a, even a more resonant, rich feeling in it. really do it wrong <laughs> and there's something just lovely and peaceful and and uh, connected about simply humming mm-hmm. so I, I just beautiful. believe it's such a such a great practice and mm-hmm. and being something you can do any place you know well maybe not <laughs> maybe not in the middle of uh, you know a big crowd unless you weren't afraid of it. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah. That's wonderful. So, all right. So that's something we can all do for ourselves. It's a, a real help is simply to hum. That on sounds any, wonderful. On any note at all. And the other thing is just to take any take a vowel sound. Mm-hmm. And again, just on a single note or a series of notes, whatever feels right. I believe our intuitions really know how to make the sound that is going to be the most beneficial for us. Okay, hold that thought. It's time for our second break, but we'll be right back and we'll talk some more about how we can um, massage ourselves from the inside out by making a sound. We'll be right back. Stay with us. sometimes feel as though the door to Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Balance, harmony, peace. These are the things that lead to a fuller, richer life experience. And striving to attain these things is a rewarding journey in and of itself. Let your journey begin at Awaken Whole Life Center, located on the Unity Village campus. Here, you'll discover unique approaches to nurture body, mind, and spirit. A holistic approach to your health and well-being. Visit us online at awakenwholelifecenter.com. That's awakenwholelifecenter.com. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, my guest is Scott Farrell, and our topic is Finding Your Voice, Recovering Your Authentic Self. And we're having a great discussion here today about the importance of our voice and how we can all uh, truly sing and use this wonderful vibration that's our voice to find out our who we are and to express ourselves more fully uh, as recovering people, as people who want to live truly with constructive power um, and vibrance in the world. Uh, you can get some helpful hints about how you can Find your voice and just some resources and some information and ideas by visiting Scott's website. It's harmonicoasis.com and that's H-A-R-M-O-N-I-C-O-A-S-I-S. Just like it sounds, harmonicoasis.com and also Harmonic Oasis has a Facebook page so you can like them. If you want to, and you can, again, visit the Facebook page for Harmonic Oasis and Scott Farrell and find uh, hints about finding your voice resources that would be useful for you. So before we um, before the break, Scott, you were telling us about, uh, um, again, how we can just simply on our own uh, use our voices and uh, 
work with ourselves, and you were telling us about vowel sounds. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, there are five basic vowel sounds, and I've actually sort of talked about the gospel of the vowel. You know, that it's Mm -hmm. A-E-O-U, and they're present in virtually all languages. And um, I could go on and on about the spiritual implications of all of the sound vowels. And, but, but basically, they have a purity and a clarity to them. So if I focus on a very pure vowel and I make that tone, again, on any note that feels right to me at the moment. So if I say, ah, And then one of the wonderful things about it is, is as you start to listen to this, you can start listening for this interesting phenomenon called overtones. And overtones are, are basic to every to, to sound making. And they're really what differentiates. It's what makes your voice different from my voice, what makes um, a saxophone different from a clarinet or, or a violin is the overtone series. And again, that's a quite a complicated subject that it could go a lot into, but the voice is capable of actually producing more than one note at one time, and some people are, are very, very skilled at it. And I, like, I like the to Tibetan play with monks. It on a, They're good at yeah, it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I like to play with it on a very subtle level. Uh-huh. Um, um, so that, so that if, I, if I just take like a sound like an and I'm sort of making that sound, and if I start listening for notes that might be present in that note that are higher than that note. So if I go, so I'm just going from an O to an U to an E, just real gently. Quality of the of the combination of the phone and and the airwaves, whether you can hear those subtle overtones in there, but they're 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 um, they're actually quite beautiful and uh, they're they're not difficult to make um, and they're you can actually do them when you're humming too. If I go. I'm doing is changing the shape of the inside of my mouth a little bit, and it accents certain other notes that are present in that sort of drone note that's going on. So that's, I love doing that. It's just a, it's something I do every day a little bit of, and it's, uh, it's great. The other thing that I really like to suggest people experiment with is to experiment with activating the nerve endings in any part of your body with sound. And uh, one of the things that I've been doing recently because I've been sort of been led that I'm not in, as in touch with the lower part of my body as I should be. <laughs> I tend to function from my heart upwards. And so I've been toning quite a bit and, and, and sending the sound to my legs and my feet and allowing myself to feel that vibration. And it's, it's gotten to the point where it's so strong for me now that all I have to do is think of that that tone or that vibration and my legs and my feet are, um, are alive with sort of tingling with a sense of um, uh, aliveness. It's hard to, hard to describe exactly what goes on. So Beautiful, tell us how you do that. Thing. How do you, how hmm? do you send the vibration down? Well, to the all I, all I do is simply put my attention. So I believe as a sort of a spiritual principle is, is that where our attention is, is where we are. So, and what, so putting together vibration, the sound of our voice with intention um, creates a certain kind of connection. Um, you know, the feeling of like if someone were to go to tickle you, you know, that sensation of all those nerves <laughs> coming alive with your awareness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know that it's just about to happen, and before they even touch you, you can feel the tickle happening. Mm-hmm. But by p- our putting our attention on any part of our body, we, um, we are asking those nerves to be aware. So the truth is the vibration is going through our entire body all the time. But by putting our attention on the vibration when we're making tone, uh, you can actually activate it. So I, I suggest to students that they, if, if you put your hand out, and people could try this right now if they wanted to, you can put okay. your hand out, put one hand out, and then just start humming. And notice if you feel the vibration in the tips of your fingers. Hmm. Sometimes you won't feel it at first. But just try it several times and you just sort of go through and then after a while it's like, wait a minute, I'm feeling something there. I wasn't feeling a little while ago. And that directing that, that vibration with your attention is a kind of meditative process all in itself. There's um, a combination of listening, um, tone, making sound, sensing the vibration in the body that allows us to get into a connection on a, on a pretty deep level, actually, and uh, and the and really becoming more and more aware of the effects that we have of our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's, it's a go ahead. That's that's powerful. I know as well that you. I mean, again, we're now starting to really talk about the body and the energy flowing through us and so forth. And I know that you also incorporate other energy type of exercises as well to help people, again, get in touch. It's about that. It truly is about embodying ourselves. I'm, my, my editorial comment right here is that, you know, so, unfortunately, uh, in the West, maybe we've thought that being spiritual means getting out of your body, and that is completely erroneous. Yeah, Spirituality is yeah. about getting in your body, being present mm-hmm. in it. So tell us more about how you do that. And that's an important part of recovery. That's because addiction gets you out of your – man, you're like Absolutely. out of your body. Disconnected, and not literally. Get out of the body or, 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 we, or we connect with our body in ways that aren't as healthy as they might be. That's um, right. You know, in and, very and toxic ways. In other kinds ways. of addictive ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in, in a desperate attempt to try to express ourselves through our bodies instead of connecting with our bodies. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, exactly. So – so, um, yeah, yeah I, I, one of the techniques I, I use just fairly recently, I, I, I'm a Reiki practitioner, um, so I do use Reiki um, from time to time. But the one I, I use very frequently is EFT, emotional freedom techniques, mm-hmm. which is where you tap on acupuncture points at the same time you're focusing on, on some sort of a, um, you know, a limiting idea or an emotion uh, different kinds of things that you're wanting to clear from. And I found that that um, that using the EFT techniques uh, with body tensions, where people are feeling particularly tense with their body, um, with fear of public speaking, with fear of performance, fear of auditioning. I've got a lot of people who, who audition for things fairly regularly, and most of us are afraid when we know that that I'm going in there and the purpose of you being there is to be judged. <laughs> It's, it's hard not to get not to get into a place of like, uh oh. You know, very few of us are so clear that it's like, oh, I, that doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> so, 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 so by 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 using these EFT techniques, um, um, which are very easily found, very easily taught, very easily for people to use on their own, um, uh, I found that people uh, can can uh, get past and through these things and have a completely different experience. Of of um, of these habituated sort of thought patterns, these places that we get stuck. Um, that, for me, EFT is about unsticking the stuck stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've also found, which is a really interesting phenomenon. There's this thing called borrowing benefits, and I've started helping people with their high notes, particularly some of my young men who were going through their voice change and and feeling really uncomfortable about the high notes as it was happening with them. And, and um, so we started tapping. It's another word for EFT. We started tapping on that. And I, I've, I've added two full notes to my range over the past year and a half that weren't there before. 
Um, and you are a seasoned singer. That's amazing. I am a seasoned singer. So I've added two full notes that weren't there, and I'm 61 years old, and it's supposed to go the other way. Mm-hmm. So I've even found that these, that these techniques are, um, I, I, I um, do uh, Skype lessons as well, and I found that these, this kind of a, a process works really well that way. I can help people f- uh, from afar, you know, and, and teach them how to do this, and, it, and it's really, um, people have just made huge, huge steps. Um, Sometimes it's a little, depending on people's background, it feels a little woo-woo to people. They don't really get how tapping on, you know, parts of your body while you're saying these little statements <laughs> can really do much. But um, but I said, well, just try it. You know, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. And like I, I treat it really easily and lightly, and I need it that way. You know, it's not for everybody, but a whole lot of people really do find great breakthroughs. And uh, and that combined with with the toning and um, and and just energy work in general, letting energy flow. I also use acutonics, which is tuning forks placed on acupuncture points, um, and sounds you know, and, and and singing bowls and different kinds of sounds that get us in touch with uh, a vibrational part of our being. That uh, once once we start really allowing ourselves to connect with ourselves as a vibratory beings um, and understand that vibration is who we are, it's, it's, it's what we are, and realize that there are all sorts of ways of, of approaching this, whether it's through the use of our voice or through the use of other kinds of healing techniques, that we really can shift our awareness and, uh, and come to new new kind of relationships with ourselves and our bodies and our minds and our spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scott, we've got just a couple of uh, moments here left, but tell us in, in a few words how, how it is that you see that uh, really enhancing the spirituality of yourself and, and other people. I mean, everything you've talked about today is spirituality, but could you sum that up for us? Yeah, that, you know, the, the, most people will, when they're in a sort of a spiritual state or connecting with a power greater than themselves, will, will describe a shift in vibration. They'll describe, I don't know what it is. When I'm really feeling connected, I feel shifted. So I think the more that I explore this and, and, and experiment with, with vibrations, use myself as a little, like, laboratory <laughs> and try on these different kinds of vibrational experiences, the more attuned I get to these different energies and the more I can choose with my will and my attention and, 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 and intention to be focused more consistently on that flow of spirit moving through me. And, um, and it, it, it's a kind of practice that, that, that actually stimulates the, the interaction with vibration. And uh, and I think the more we do that, the more we're capable of, of of sort of tapping into those different vibrational frequencies of spirit as well. Scott, thank you so much for being uh, with me here today on Spirit of Recovery. My guest is Scott Farrell. We've been talking about finding your voice, recovering your authentic self. Um, and you can learn more about Scott and what he does at his website, HarmonicOasis.com and on his Harmonic Oasis Facebook page. Thank you all for listening with us today. And uh, I'm going to hear you humming this week. Yeah. So <laughs> God bless. And we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. These are the things that lead to a fuller, richer life experience. 
and striving to attain these things is a rewarding journey in and of itself. Let your journey begin at Awaken Whole Life Center, located on the Unity Village campus. Here, you'll discover unique approaches to nurture body, mind, and spirit, a holistic approach to your health and well-being. Visit us online at awakenwholelifecenter.com. That's awakenwholelifecenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.